Welcome to a very refreshing hour of business talk. This is Think Big, Work Small with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. You'll hear from the innovators who know how to use game-changing technologies and business strategies to shake up the status quo. In light of findings that 74% of all B2B and B2C buyers do their own research online before making a purchase, it's time for you to better understand how your customers make their purchasing decisions. Now, here's your host and moderator, Bonnie D. Graham. Welcome, welcome, welcome. If you want to run with the Game Changers, this is the right place because this is where the best run. Let's see what the buzz on the street is today. I have a quote from a gentleman named Dan Patterson. Uh, rumor has it that he is the digital platform manager for ABC News Radio. Very interesting. I found this online. Let me read it. And this will help set us up for our topic today. Quote, humans are inherently social and inherently curious beings. Humans are also incredibly visual and powerful moving images help us find meaning and understand the world around us. We care about each other and the more we learn, the more we empower ourselves to lead more fulfilling lives. Video helps capture and contextualize the world around us. That was the point of this quote. So let's see what we're talking about. Think Big Work Small Radio is about SMBs, SMEs, whatever you call yourself, small to mid-sized businesses, small to mid-sized enterprises. So I have a question for our listeners around the world. Have you said any of the following as an excuse for not doing video content marketing? Here's excuse number one. Video is too expensive for my small business to produce. Sorry, I don't know who I'm imitating, but that's somebody. Here's excuse number two. I'm not savvy with video technology and tools. I don't know what I'm doing. And excuse number three. Creating video takes too much time. Okay, let's do a reality check. According to a Cisco study, by 2019, video will represent over 80% of all global internet traffic. That's right, over 80%. And in the U.S., over 85%. We have good news for you here today on Think Big, Work Small. Creating quality video content. And I put the word quality in there for a reason. Creating quality video content for your small business is not unrealistic. It's not expensive. And it's not time-consuming. Aha! Our panel of three experts will bust the video marketing myths for you, and they're going to share facts, actionable tips, and easy-to-use tools to help you fit video creation into your small business content marketing strategy. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy to have three experts on the show with us today. We just had a change of panel about 30 seconds ago. So first up in a moment, I will introduce you, reintroduce you to the sponsor of the show, Lorraine Maurice at SAP, and she will tell me what her newest, latest title is. So welcome back, Lorraine. Joining her are two newcomers, John Clifford, Group Managing Marketer at a company called Gaudi, but it's spelled G-A-V-D-I, and we're pronouncing it Gaudi, and we'll find out what they do in a few minutes. And rounding out the panel is Ryan Sonenberg, and he is Marketing Programs and Content Lead for General Business at SAP. That's a new title I haven't heard yet, Ryan. So welcome to you, and we're happy to have the three of you. So Lorraine Maurice, I'm going to start out with a question quote that you sent me from Orson Welles. Orson Welles, anybody doesn't remember, very, very famous American actor, director, writer, and producer. He worked triple threat theater, radio, and film. He is remarkable for his innovative works in all three, but he's most famously known for two things. In radio, the legendary 1938 broadcast called The War of the World 
worlds, which actually scared people because they thought it was real. And in film, Citizen Kane, which he produced in 1941, is ranked at one of the greatest films ever made. So here's the quote from Orson Welles. Create your own visual style. Let it be unique for yourself and yet identifiable for others. Lorraine Maurice, how have you been? I am amazing, Bonnie, and I'm so <laughs> glad that I got to sit in because John and Ryan are two of my favorite people, so I would have missed being on the call with them. Well, I'm so glad. We had a last-minute last change of personnel here on the panel, and we're, we're happy you're always sitting there saying, can I be on the panel? Of course you can. It's your show, Lorraine. So, Lorraine, tell me about this quote from Orson Welles, create your own visual style. Isn't that the anchor, the keystone for creating content marketing through video today? I, I think it's the anchor and keystone to, to, to what is our digital world today. It really is all about branding yourself, branding your company, you know, branding in general. So I think that being, and being authentic, right? Because you have mm-hmm. to come across as a trusted advisor in a digital world. So by being yourself and branding your style, I think that's critical to, to all we do in um, today's world. And uh, Bonnie, just a little side yep. note, the sure. uh, Orson Welles favorite that I have is the birds. I don't know, with, um, was it Tippy Hedron who was in that yes. one? I thought that and was, uh, I thought that was uh, uh, what's his name with the big, uh, the big belly, uh, the producer. Um, oh, that's Hitchcock. Right. Hitchcock. That's Charles. That's right. Oh, I got it wrong. But that's it Hitchcock. Yes, the birds is, is Hitchcock. And uh, yes, thank okay. you very much. Lorraine, what's your current title? I have to know. Oh, you know, as you know, I call myself, you know, a modern marketer and that I help our, our customers and partners deliver revenue through marketing tactics. My current title is a senior director, a partner and SME, which is small and medium business marketing. Okay, I've got that in my notes. Thank you very much. But I like calling you the modern marketer at SAP. I think that's a very, very fitting title. So, Lorraine, thank you for joining us. And you're always ready to do this. So we really appreciate it. And let's go to our next panelist, John Clifford, newcomer from Gaudi. And he has sent us a quote from the wonderful George Bernard Shaw, 1856 to 1950. Uh, Let's see. He was insistently wanting to be known. Talk about branding as just Bernard Shaw. But those of us in the U.S. always call him George Bernard Shaw. And I think John is in Ireland. John Clifford is in Ireland today, so he can probably tell us a little background. But George Bernard Shaw was an Irish playwright, critic, polemicist, and political activist. And it is said that his influence on Western theater, culture, and politics extended from the, 19- from the 1880s all the way back to his death and beyond. He wrote more than 60 plays. That's what I call prolific, including Man and Superman in 1902, Pygmalion, which we know is my Fair Lady, 1912, really, and St. Joan in 1923. He was awarded the Nobel Prize in Literature in 1925. Very, very interesting. So, uh, let's see. Here is the quote from George Bernard Shaw, or I'm just going to say Bernard Shaw. The single biggest problem in communication is the illusion it has taken place. Oh, my. John Clifford, welcome to Game Changers. How are you? Great, Bonnie. Thank you for having me, and uh, greetings to, to everyone this afternoon. From uh, we're delighted to have you. Tell me something. In Ireland, do you refer to him as just Bernard Shaw, or do you use the G for George like we do here in the U.S.? 
No, Bonnie, we certainly use George Bernard Shaw. Uh, as you outlined earlier, he's a famous Irish playwright and somebody that we're really, really proud of. I think it's quite amazing you know, for a man who was born, you know, just over 100 years ago that we're still discussing him in this digital society that we live in today. So, yeah, very interesting. I agree. Now, I love the quote you picked. The single biggest problem in communication is the illusion that has taken place. John, can you please relate that to we're talking today about video marketing for small to mid-sized businesses. How does this illusion of communication, how is this thwarting or preventing video from being created well or from reaching the bringing the message to the right audiences? I think for me, Bonnie, I mean, the big thing is and that's something we suffer uh, every day, I think people uh, today are just bombarded with content, whether it's in the newspaper, whether it's adverts, whether it's magazines and so forth. There's just so much content out there. There's so many people trying to communicate us with us, so many people trying to grab our attention. And a lot of the time, I just think that what's being communicated is just going out into an empty space. Uh, communication, I think, is the first step, but it's very much about further engagement. It's about taking the first step to communicating your message, you know, whether it's your brand or your range of products, but it's very much about following up on that. I agree. Thank you very much. We're so happy to have you in. In a few minutes, John, you will be asked to tell us a little bit about Gaudi and what you do there, and I hope you're ready with an amazing drink. You're going to tell me your favorite drink in the whole <laughs> wide world. So we'll, we'll be coming back to you in a minute and welcome again, and let's go to our other, our third panelist, Ryan Sonnenberg at SAP, and Ryan has sent us a quote from Johann Wolfgang von Goethe, and it's interesting because, Ryan, when I send out the notes for the panelists before the show for new panelists like you and John, in my list of quotable people, I've been including Van Gogh for so many years now, and nobody has quoted him in about three or four years, and here you are, so you took me seriously. Let me give the background here. Van Gogh, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, 1749 to 1832, German writer and statesman. He wrote four novels. He wrote epic and lyric poetry, prose and verse dramas, memoirs, I like the plural on that, an autobiography. I have to find out what the differences between an autobiography and memoirs, literary and aesthetic criticism, and treatises on botany, anatomy, and color. There are numerous literary and scientific fragments, more than 10,000 letters, and almost 3,000 drawings by him. He was a literary celebrity by the age of 25. Very interesting. He has been referred to as one of six representative men in the, shall we say, the elite of, um, in the elite of drama and writing. So they are. So, and his most famous for Faust, of course. So, let me read the quote. Whatever you think you can do or believe you can do, begin it. Action has magic, grace, and power in it. Ryan, I love the quote. Welcome to Game Changers. How are you? Thanks, Bonnie. I'm doing fantastic. And hi, everybody. Hello from Ryan. I like the greeting. So, talk to me. Are you a big fan of Van Gogh? And, and am I pronouncing it right, Ryan? So as far as I know, you are pronouncing it correct. And yes, I am a fan. The big thing about him relating this all to what we're talking about today, Bonnie, is Van Gogh really understood that what you need to do, and especially as a small business owner, as a growing company, is just to start. And that's the one thing that I'm really going to mention today as we kind of go through this panel is, you know, Van Gogh started, you know, so if you want to do video, if you want to get, you know, your brand out there recognized just to start. And that's really where this quote was really powerful and really inspirational for me. 
Thank you very much. What, what I love about this quote, Ryan, are the last few words, action has magic, grace, and power. And can we fairly say that the word action comes into play on today's show because if you don't take action, if you don't create those marketing videos, if you don't create the authentic, as Lorraine used the word so well, authentic video representation of what you want, of not the illusion of communicating, as, as John alluded to in his quote, uh, action, you have to take the action. Am I right? You've got to do it in order to have that magic, that grace, and that power, because taking action will give those to your business. Am I stretching this, or is this right, Ryan? I, I think you're right on, and not to throw it out there, but you do yell action on a movie set, too, when you're ready to start filming. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> there's, one, there's one more connection there for you. <laughs> I love it. I, I, I knew you were going to come up with some great ones. Thank you very much. I, action. That's right. Action. Take 9,057.3, but we're still going to take action. No, that's great. Thank you very much, Ryan, and welcome. You're somewhere in a hotel in a lobby. Is that correct? I am. So I'm actually at Video Marketing World in Dallas, Texas today. So there's uh, quite a good group of panels that are all talking again about about this concept of video in business and just being better video storytellers. So how coincidental I'm going to say that synchronicity that you're on a live radio show talking about video content marketing and you're at at, at a, an event that is celebrating and promoting and, and discussing that very very interesting we probably should have done the show Rain we should have done the show live from where Ryan is and, and had other people come on as well to add to you and, and to John that would have been very interesting maybe next year Ryan keep us in mind okay that's what I was thinking Bonnie next Absolutely. year I'm going to map our toxics <laughs> Yep. Type of shows. Yes, Excellent. map your topics to those shows because that would be fascinating to get some live input from people at the shows and, and supplant the, the brilliance we have on our panel already. So thank you very much. Let's circle back to Lorraine. I'm just going to call you our modern marketing marketer, 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 Mar- modern marketing representing the essence of modern marketing. That's who Lorraine Maurice is there. I, I alliterated it. I tried. Lorraine, where are you today? What's your favorite drink in the whole wide world? And tell me a little bit about what you've been up to these days wow the favorite drink in the whole wide world is, is, a, is a loaded question so i am sitting in a very hot and humid atlanta georgia on the east coast of the united states um i am currently drinking a glass of uh filtered water with lime and strawberries and it's delicious however if i was going to go to a favorite drink in the entire world it would probably be a prickly pear margarita and, um, you have, have to explain that one. <laughs> Got to explain that one. The, the prickly pear? Yes. Oh, it is a, a cactus-type fruit that they draw the juice from. and um, It's very delicious. So any type of margarita in my book is delicious. Tequila I have a recipe. I have a recipe, Uh-oh. Lorraine. Pour salt onto a small plate, wet the rim of a margarita glass, and dip the rim in salt. Fill a cocktail shaker with ice. Pour tequila, sweet and sour mix, triple sec. I'm, I'm on the floor already. Lime juice and pear <laughs> syrup over ice. Cover the shaker, shake, and drink. Stra- shake, the, shake the drink, strain into a prepared margarita glass. Sounds phenomenal. So they use a pear syrup. Is that what you use in yours? No, I actually use one that's called prickly pear, um, but I guess you can use all kinds of things. 
Very interesting. A triple sec would knock me out completely. And actually, Bobby Flay on the Food Network has a recipe for a frozen cactus pear margarita. Ah, How's that? Okay. We got to go get that one. Tell me what you've been up to at SAP recently, please. So, um, and I'll let Ryan go more into this. So video is a key strategy that we're working with our customers on and to create business. You know, our kids are into YouTube. Um, our customers are learning. So I've been actually taking my team and doing something I'm calling digital twin and taking our kind of in-person and even uh webcast uh, performances and well webcast is already recorded but and putting them onto video so that people can access them 24 7 so this digital twin is my new project uh taking like i said all live uh, activity and putting it on demand fantastic L- lorraine when i was at sap sapphire conference uh two years ago it was in 2017 <laughs> we live streamed my interviews I think I briefly yeah. met you. You were you were standing there waving at me. It was crazy. I think oh, I, I, I spoke pictures. with, yeah, I, I spoke pictures. with fifty three <laughs> people, thirty five interviews in in less than three calendar days. It was it was an amazing whirlwind. But I couldn't believe the amount of people who watched these live streaming on a Facebook channel. Uh, it was the SAP Partner Edge, I believe, the Facebook page. Lorraine, yeah. we had hun- hundreds, hundreds of thousands of people watched the live stream of the videos of my audio interviews. We've never done that before. Talk about the power of video marketing. I, I was absolutely amazed, absolutely amazed. So that's the proof, isn't it? Well, I mean, it is it is the proof. Um, people need consumable content, and what's more consumable than seeing somebody do a whiteboard or listening to somebody show their slides, talk through them, demonstrate them, or even better, I'm stealing some of your thunders, have a conversation with somebody to share yes. their news. And so, um, you know, those are you know, perfect opportunities. And the other thing, one more point, I'm probably getting into our content is it helps an entrepreneur, a small business look large. So a video is, can you know, you don't have to have all the bells and whistles. And so any video is a good video and it puts everybody on an equal playing field. Thank you very much. I like that very much. We will cover that in the roundtable portion. Thank you. John Clifford, I'm going a little bit around the table to greet you. And John, I know you're in Ireland, but why don't you tell us where? We'd love to know what drink powers you to make you so smart about this. And we'd love to know what Gaudi is and what you do. So go ahead, John Clifford. Thanks, Bonnie. It sounds like you're going around the world at the moment. (laughs) We are. (laughs) Well put. When, when I think when I think about a drink, and I think I need to give a little bit of context to this because uh, today I'm based in uh, Dublin on the east coast of Ireland on the western shores of Europe, and unfortunately uh, the weather has changed here quite significantly. We had a beautiful summer here, but at the moment it's gone quite autumnal, uh, and it's gone quite cold actually. Uh, and just I suppose to give you some context about what I'm drinking today or what I have in front of me, uh, it's probably important that i just give you a little bit of background uh, about myself. Mm-hmm. So, sure. Uh, I'm a little bit under the weather for the last couple of weeks, and I went to oh. my uh, local uh, practitioner, as we'd call him here, mm-hmm. basically had some tests, and he's basically told me that I've got a little bit of an iron deficiency. So oh. typically in Ireland, there's an old wives' tale here, that as opposed to you know going to your local pharmacy 
to get some uh, iron supplements, the best thing you can do is have a glass of Guinness. So I've got a nice <laughs> short glass of Guinness here in front of me. Uh, and the reason why it's Guinness is because it's barley, it's full of oats, and it's full of iron. So I've just had my lunch, and uh, I've just got a nice, small, warm glass of Guinness in front of me. Well, I don't know what the greeting in Ireland is, but I'm just going to say either, I'm going to say three things. L'chaim, which is what my people say, means to life when you drink up. I'm going to say skull, I think that's German, and I'm going to say down the hatch, which my dad used to say. So <laughs> Guinness, to get Guinness for iron deficiency, that is brilliant, John. We've never had a use of, of, a, of a, an alcoholic beverage for medicinal purposes put together on these shows. Lorraine, I can't remember anybody ever doing that, but I've had about almost 1,500 shows over seven years, so it's, it's kind of or hard to... But admitting it. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Well, you know, there's something about that logic. It's called justification. I, John didn't hear me say that. John, that's not what I said, not to you anyway. Thank you no, very no. much. Thank you very much. Lovely. And and Gaudi, what does your company do? So Gaudi, has, has, as Lorraine knows, uh, is basically we're uh, a leading or award-winning partner of SAP. Uh, we consider ourselves something of a boutique company in the sense that we've uh, over 250 uh, employees. And basically we're uh, a leading uh, SAP integration uh, and reseller uh, and, mm-hmm. and primarily partner of SAP in the success factors area. Uh, we've got a strong Nordic heritage and have offices right across MENA and EMEA. Uh I've been working with Gaudi for the last two and a half years uh, and basically I'm responsible for all their group marketing activities and primarily, as Ryan said this morning, about generating sales. Thank you very much. Pleasure to meet you. And I have to tell everybody that Gaudi is spelled G-A-V-D-I and it's pronounced Gaudi. Is that a name of Irish derivation, John? No, it certainly isn't. As much as uh, I would like to, to say it is, uh, it's actually based uh, our CEO and founder, a gentleman called Mr. Soren uh, Cobhouse, is uh, a big fan of uh, Gaudi, as in the architect uh, and artist, uh, who did an awful lot of buildings in Barcelona. Uh, and unfortunately, we oh. couldn't use the Gaudi name, so we used the V, we placed the V instead. So that's the story behind the name. Very clever. Thank you very much. I love that. So much for naming. Uh, Find a name of somebody you admire and then change it just enough so there's no copyright or name infringement and go with it. Very clever. See, we've learned something else about marketing there. Hmm? So there you go. There you go. What I'm doing at the moment, yeah, what I'm doing at the moment, Bonnie, is that uh, just on the topic of video, is that, as I said, we're, we're quite a small business. We've got a, you know, quite a small budget when it comes to marketing, so we really need to be able to justify our spend. And what we're doing lo- locally and, I suppose, internationally is working with uh, customers of ours that we've had successful projects and using them as advocates and getting them in front of the camera because I think today people out there, they just want to hear a real-life story. Yeah. That's absolutely it. And, and John, f- funny you should mention that. I have a dear friend in New York. I just moved here to North Carolina. Actually, one year ago, Lorraine, I'm a southern transplant. One year now. 
I guess that makes me really here. Uh, and my friend in New York has been doing stand-up comedy for years, and I ask him, I've seen some of his sets, and he says to me, people don't want canned jokes anymore. They want storytelling. They want to know where you were and what you did and what you saw. They want it to be situational, but they want it to be authentic. So he just gets up on Mike. He's, a, he's in his mid-80s, very charming. He wears cargo pants. He's got a pierced earring. And, and he just gets up there and just grabs the mic and talks to the audience. And he gets so many laughs for so many reasons. But he says it's just about the story. It's about being a real person. So I think that might be a message there for our videographers. And I don't know if we end up calling the people who listen to the show and say, yes, it's time for my small company to embrace video. If they have to call themselves videographers at some point in time, we could talk about that a little bit later in the show. John, thank you for the great insights. It's a pleasure to meet you and a pleasure to meet Gowdy. And now let's go to Ryan Sonnenberg. And Ryan, why don't you tell us where you are? Well, a little bit more. You're in where you are at the conference, why you're at the conference, what your favorite drink is, and it has nothing to do with what you're drinking at the conference if it's coffee from a machine in a room somewhere. We don't want to know about that. But what really, really gets you going? And what are you doing at SAP these days? Sure. So uh, favorite drink is probably kombucha. And that is showcasing my millennial hipster side. Uh, So (laughs) we'll just throw that out there and and let everyone know about that. Right? That was beautiful. Millennial Um, hipster side. I got to write that down. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, it works. And I'm actually at the Gaylord Texan. So it's a hotel in North Dallas. And uh, as I said earlier, I'm here for Video Marketing World. And part of what I get to do, and this all kind of transitions into the greater what I do for SAP thing, um, is I create stories for our small, mid-sized customers. Ah. So a couple of years ago when I started with the company, you know, I noticed that there was a little bit of a gap in our video storytelling. And that was that we would go to these customers like Harry's, which is a men's shaving company based out of New York, or Schoolhouse Electric, which is a really cool company based in Portland, Oregon. Um, and we would go to these companies and interview them, and all they would do is just talk about SAP, 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 which mm-hmm. is great for me, obviously, as a marketer, Bonnie, and you know, for all of us that work for the company. Um, but it doesn't tell their story. You know, it doesn't mm-hmm. tell their culture and their innovation and their passion. And so we created a video series called Life At that does exactly that. You know, we wanted to go to these companies and we wanted to hear their story. We wanted to hear their passion and we wanted to figure out and understand how technology fits into that. So the series has done incredibly well. We're on what I call season two, which is year two of doing this. Uh And that's what I get to do. So day in, day out, I'm talking with customers. I'm finding great partners like Audi that, you know, have those really cool customer stories and figuring out ways that we can, that we can share them with the world. Because when, when we do video, and this is one big thing I'll mention during the roundtable today, when, when we do video and when we do video well, it not only benefits the individual, it, it benefits the brand, it benefits your company, and it benefits your city, your industry, everything. So it's, it's a fantastic time to be in video and, and a fantastic time to get started. Thank you, Ryan. And I would say it probably has benefits that accrue back to the person who is featured in or who is making the video. Wouldn't you say there is a boost to self-esteem and confidence? A little bit of pride. And Lorraine knows we've done a couple of shows on her series over the past few years. We call Look Ma, I'm on Video. 
And that's why I titled those shows, Look Ma, meaning, hey, it's me. I'm recording myself. I'm showing people who I am. I'm a real person. I have something to say. Or in a deeper voice, that would have a different different tone. But uh, the point is that I think it does something for the person. There's a sense of pride. Would you agree in that, with that, Ryan? It makes you feel more like a thought leader or some kind of a leader? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I mean, I'm actually at this video conference because our one of our video vendors, one of our storytelling partners actually sent me the ticket. So obviously it has personal benefits that I'm, you know, reaping right now. Um, but it, it does make you come across as a person who's more comfortable on a topic, more comfortable understanding your company. And then even executives, you know, will look at you in a different light. You know, if you're able to Mm-hmm. adequately tell your company's story and adequately tell the story of, you know, a partner company, a customer, and then merge those two together. That's the best kind of thought leadership piece that you can create today. We can create white papers and type and talk and all that all day long, you know, in these long form formats. But video is really going to be the future of how we as, as marketers and businesses and, you know, collective companies work together. So that's where that's where I really see this as being where this is being very very exciting. So I'm I'm excited to see what what we talked about today and I'm excited to see what everyone on on your radio show too Bonnie comes up with, you know. That would be that would be a great ad for us, I think. Thank you very much, Ryan. I appreciate your energy. And I have to tell everybody, kombucha, K-O-M-B-U-C-H-A, I think there are alternate spellings, is a variety of fermented, lightly effervescent, meaning bubbly, sweetened black or green tea. Uh, these drinks are commonly intended as functional beverages for their health benefits. They say supposed health benefits, but there are recipes online at how to make your own. And there's something called SCOBY, which is the cellulite type of, cellulose type of, of fluid that comes on top of the fermentation when you're fermenting the tea and it's made in a special jar. Somebody is actually holding a contest to win a jar for kombucha. So we'll just leave that one alone. But you, if you just Google it, K-O-M-B-U-C-H-A, you will find all kinds of things about how to make it and the benefits, etc., etc. So thank you for that. We haven't had that one in a while. Ryan, you know what, Lorraine? We're not going to take a break because it's 33 after and we've got so much more to talk about. So forgive me, but no break today when we have a really great conversation that's just the way we roll. So, Lorraine, I'm looking at your notes here before the show, and we're talking a little bit about how to make it. We're going to get into that, but I think we need to talk right now, Lorraine, about what do you do with the video once you make it? We'll talk about how to make it, but what do you do with it? Do, do you just send it around your company? Do you put it on your Facebook page? Do you put it on YouTube? Do you put it on Vimeo? I have a Vimeo channel for my television shows, which I now produce here in Durham, and they go to certain TV stations, but they get posted online for on-demand. So what do you do with them? How do you know where your prospects and customers are, quote-unquote, hanging out in social media, where you need to find them? And that also leads to the question, Lorraine, how short should the videos be so that they're consumable and postable? You can't do a 45-minute video and expect it to, st- to be somewhere and people are saying, what, seriously? I don't know, 45 minutes. How about three minutes? So, Lorraine, could you tackle a couple of those and then we'll see what John <laughs> Clifford and Ryan have to say? Sure, sure. Um, so, first I'll go yes, 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 yes. So, <laughs> I, 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 obviously, any marketing plan start, starts with defining your audience um, your buyer persona, 
um, and, and how they how they purchase, what your buying process and cycle is. So I'm sure that before you start your video, that would be defined. But mm-hmm. as, a, as an entrepreneur in a small and medium business, you want to be where your customers are. And that is both on what I would call the you know personal and professional sites. So if you're going to do search engine optimization, which ties into video and being found, you obviously want to be you know on YouTube. You want to be on Twitter. You want to be on Facebook and Instagram. But more importantly, you also want to have it on your website. So everything that you do and communicate needs to tie back to where Per, where your customers come to buy and where they come to find you. So although it's a, a statistic would say that, you know, 90% of consumers indicate that they product directly from a video, that's great for a very consumable product, but for a business product, they're going to need more. And so having all of your assets, like your video, aligned to your value proposition and messaging is key. So... You, you mentioned the big ones. I'm sure my colleagues have others, but it's really all about being seen and being found. It, it's about reach and frequency, an old marketing term. Video goes back to that and, and making sure you're there. Thank you very much, Lorraine. Good insights. Let's see what John Clifford has to say. John, finding your audience, what do you think? Thank you, Bonnie. Uh, great insights from Lorraine. Uh, I think finding your audience is key, but I, I think the key point that jumps out to me, Bonnie, and that Lorraine made, and I think the big difference between video and you know other forms of content is, video gives people the opportunity to engage with you, in the sense whether it's you know on YouTube or whether it's on social media, whether it's on you know LinkedIn or Twitter. Once you share video content, it gives the person you're trying to engage with the opportunity to give you feedback, whether it's good or bad. It also gives you. Uh, the opportunity to engage with them and get people's opinions where it's supposed to, with traditional content, whether it was print, you're just pushing the message all the time. You're not really engaging with your customer, mm-hmm. but it's just pushing, pushing, pushing the communication. And that's what we like about video learning. It's just, first of all, it's so easy to digest. Uh, you know, we tend to do uh, our videos. We try to keep them, you know, two, three minutes, key points, uh, as opposed to doing something that's long and something that people just don't have time uh, to to consume. So very much for us, I think, Bonnie, it's just about engagement. It just increases engagement. And I suppose a part of that engagement process, it's also being able to find out who are we engaging with? Who is this person? What do they do? What is the role within a normalization? So for us, it's all about engagement. Thank you. I agree. Ryan Sonnenberg, talk to us. What do you think about finding the place to put the video, finding, identifying the audience? Where are they? Where are the people you need to reach? Thoughts? You know, I I think that the funny thing about video is you can place video anywhere, but exactly to what Lorraine was saying earlier, it really needs to be where your audience is. You know, if, if you're posting on YouTube constantly and you have, you know, three, four, five subscribers, you know, you're not growing that fan base, right? My, my thing to that would be just keep, push, keep posting in the same spot because your audience will grow. So even if you're, if you're fully in, if you're fully dedicated to YouTube, you know, keep posting, keep adding additional content because what's the worst that can happen? Someone's going to go on your page and realize that you have a bunch of videos and then want to follow along with you, right? So I would say... It's, it's all about consistency. It's all about making sure that if you're still hunting and finding and, you know, gathering those audience members, 
you still have a solid place where you can put them. I think that's, that's number one in my book, Bonnie. Thank you very much. Good good to know. Thank you very much, Lorraine. Good opening to the formal part of our show, The Roundtable. Now let's go to John Clifford. John, some interesting notes here in your comments you sent me before the show. Let's talk about brand recall. Let me just read a little bit from your notes, and then you can run with it, and then we'll go around the table to Ryan and Lorraine. You say video content promotes brand recall. Yes, yes, yes. And by the way, John, that used to be the raison d'etre for people to take repeated ads in uh, space in print magazines. Back in the day when I was doing marketing for a correspondent bank in New York, the question was, what's the frequency? What kind of a rate would you get on a half page ad, a full page ad, a quarter page ad if you took it six times a year, 12 times a year, 20 times a year? Because frequency was you wanted to be top of mind. You wanted people to see your ad and think, oh, I need XYZ. I saw that ad in such and such a magazine and that's the company. I want to look into and want to contact. So you say video content promotes brand recall. Video ads generate far more emotional cues than a photo can with the ability to tell an extensive story and appeal to a wider range of senses. This is beautiful. John Clifford, tell me more, please. <laughs> that's, a, that's a bit of my Irish term, I think, Bonnie. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> For, for me, Bonnie, uh, you know, uh, like everyone else, I think, uh, on this call and uh, all our listeners today, uh, you know, I, I think we grew up with television and we grew up with yes. uh, lots of adverts. The, the difference, I think, between text and, uh, as you mentioned, uh, the difference between, uh, I suppose, what you would call now traditional content, whether it was uh, magazines or, or newspapers, is a number of things. Uh, and, and I think just to... To just make one remark on that, I think one of the key factors also, just in regards to video, is that it's measurable. Uh, we can track who's viewing our content, how many people are viewing it, where they're viewing it, etc. Mm-hmm. But just going back to, I suppose, my comparison between uh, pictures and video, in the sense that I think it's well proven that something visual, something that you can, you know, attach music to, something that's real, something that's moving, it just, you know, it evokes more emotions. Uh, I think it's easiest for people to express those emotions or to convey those emotions. And the reality is, is that, you know, we're all human uh, and we're all touched by emotion. Uh, and it's emotions for for me, uh, I think, what make things memorable. And, and John, let me just ask you before I bring Ryan and Lorraine on this, isn't there something about seeing a person and being able to relate? You talk here about a range of senses. You're looking at them. You're seeing their emotion, the emotion of the person on the video. Are they smiling? Are they laughing? Are, do they look kind? Do they look comfortable? Uh, are there any emotional tells, you know, like in a poker game, a tell when somebody is hiding a good card or they don't want you to know what their hand is? There's a way, I think it engages us to look at the person and see them as a person in addition to the message they're conveying. Am I right about that? It draws you in people to people. Yeah, I agree completely, Bonnie. I mean, I think for, for us, and it's for an organization, and I think I mentioned this earlier, consumer advocacy is everything to us. Uh, we start off when we do projects, uh, we finish these projects. We want to document these stories, but we want to document them with real-life experiences. Once you put a real-life person who's had that real-life experience in front of them, uh, I think they're just probably they're able to articulate that experience uh, and those benefits uh, probably better than any actor could ever do. So for us, it's very much about real life and real experience. 
Thank you very much, John. Ryan Sonnenberg, love to get your thoughts on what John and I just discussed. What do you think? Sure. So I, I love the idea of video promoting brand recall. And I, I actually had to real quick, Bonnie, go and pull back my notes because I, I actually took a quote from a guy named Seth Dudin. So Seth is a very well-known oh, yeah. video creator. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and he, he says marketing today is no longer about the stuff you, na- you make, but the stories you tell. And I firmly believe exactly to what John said, you know, it's video can help you do that. Video can help you promote these ideas, your identity, uh, thought leadership in your organization. And it, it doesn't have to be a huge, complicated thing. It can be shot on an iPhone. It can be, you know, um, filmed in your kitchen. You know, it, it doesn't have to be a huge production. It can be something that just helps tell your story. And I think that's, that's one thing that I, I 100% agree with with John on. Thank you. Uh, Lorraine, before I get your comments, I have to share with the three of you, uh, I mentioned that I've started to produce my TV show, Something to Talk About here. Interestingly enough, when I was at Sapphire, the radio station we're on, voiceamerica.com, was videoing those interviews. Lorraine, you were there. Uh, Ryan Treasure, VP of World Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com, brought a Mevo camera. Well, I have invested in a Mevo and a soundboard and a light tree, and I'm doing it here. But my point is that uh, my dance teacher has a daughter who has a, a, what she calls a posh experience home related um, uh, training studio. She's a personal trainer using certain kinds of uh, TRX equipment. And I met her before I met her in person, I met her through her Facebook page. And what did I see? And John and Ryan and Lorraine, you're going to get a kick out of this. She videos her workouts using an iPhone with no special equipment. She sets up the phone on the floor in front of her. She backs up into the studio. She does the workout. She does it as a thought leader. They are beautifully done. They are crystal clear and sharp. They can be two or three minutes, and she takes people through the steps and variations of a workout. She does it for her clients. She does it for prospects, but she does it as a, okay, all of you coming to the studio next week, this is the MOTW, the move of the week. I'm going to be teaching you when you come to your appointment next week. I was so intrigued that I invited her on my TV show, but I didn't position her as a training expert or a TRX expert. I positioned her, Lorraine, you're going to love this, as a small business marketing expert who has mastered the art of video content marketing. Lorraine, what do you think? Isn't that amazing? I mean, that's the success story. That's it. it is- you know, my brother, who was a speaker on some of our past shows, who's a very successful small business owner, he went out and tried to hire somebody to be in a video for him. And he went through like five people. And finally, he decided nobody could tell the story the way I do because it's my passion. And he went ahead and did the same thing. And, and it worked out beautifully, better than if he had paid somebody to do it. It Absolutely. really is about being, being your authentic self. And in, again, I go back to the digital world. So, you know, in the past, we'd be at an event, we'd, we'd be at a chamber of commerce meeting, we'd be at a user group, and you'd get to shake somebody's hand. Mm-hmm. Today, the shaking of hands happens online. And so if somebody can visually see you and hear you and see your passion, you know, that's a golden opportunity. 
Absolutely is. And, and I was so intrigued with how well she did the videos, Lorraine. She said sometimes it's five or six takes until she's happy with it, but she isn't right. even using a speaker system. She puts a work light. I, I know they're 12 bucks at Walmart. I use them on my light tree for my TV show. She puts one on the floor to get rid of the shadows if there's a lot of sunlight coming in her studio to even out the shadows. This is really home video marketing. And she's got 20 or 30 of them already up. And people look forward to them. She's created, John, she's created Brand Recall. I know that's something that Ryan said he loves. And she's created this uh, this interest in who is she, what does she do, what can she offer. And, and what's so interesting to me is that she's embraced the concept of thought leadership where she's giving away these lessons, quote unquote, for free to anyone who finds them and then she will be their top of mind if they're in this area Raleigh Durham she will be their top of mind go-to person if they want that one-on-one training experience so I thought it was a winner all the way around and you know what she was flattered that I saw her as a business marketing person not just a trainer she didn't see herself that way I because of these shows we do Lorraine on your series small business marketing that's where I got the idea to invite her as a marketing expert, and it was a win-win all the way around. So I just want to share that. So, Ryan, thank you for quoting Seth Godin. I am a subscriber to his daily newsletter. I get them every day of the week, and he is just such a guru. He can express in three sentences or three short paragraphs what it might take someone <laughs> a five-page white paper to say. It's very, the old-fashioned word is pithy, P-I-T-H-Y, meaning he gets to the core of the message and expresses himself. So if you are not a subscriber, I suggest you do. And the quote again was, marketing today is not about the stuff you make, but about the stories you tell. Seth Godin, G-O-D-I-N. Wonderful to see you quoting him. So Ryan, we have just a couple minutes before we go to our predictions round, but let me see here. Um, looking at your notes, um, let's try this one. I think this is interesting. You say video shouldn't be about your brand. It should be about your community of users, customers, and peers. And then you say, when you think about your local bodega, they cater to your needs. 90% of the time you go in, you talk to the owner or the manager, hey, would you carry this brand of tea or coffee or biscuit? And they'll do it. If you walk into your local big box store, ha! Good luck getting them to create shelf space, even for a local brand. So it's hard for small companies. You need to understand what your community is saying, and you're not going to have day-to-day interactions with them face-to-face. So, Ryan, can you stretch this out a little bit for us and how video will fill this gap for the small business person in the community? Yeah, absolutely. So if, if you think of a company that's growing, right, if you think of a company, you know, that small business owner that's starting with one store, moving to two. It's, it's true. You know, you can't be in two places at the same time. And if we think about how business is being done today with e-commerce platforms, with online ordering, you know, Amazon now is, over, is obviously taking over the world. I don't know if, uh, if everyone else on, on, the, uh, on the radio show is the same as me, but whenever I get home, I usually have a couple different boxes from Amazon just because oh, yeah. of ease of use, right? And I think that's the big thing that I really think the listener should understand is you're able with video to create a community of people all around the world. So even if you are, you know, in, in uh, where I live in Austin, Texas, if you're a small company in Austin, Texas, you have one store, you're able with e-commerce to sell anywhere in the world, right? So why wouldn't you want 
to every single person you sell to to encourage them to do an unboxing video. You know, that's, that's a really common thing anymore, right? To, to just open the box and show off the product on YouTube. You know, that's going to get them to then sell to their audiences everything that you have in your stores, right? So if you take that approach to it, you can have people that are going to be your brand advocates for you. So that in, in my world is just completely free marketing, right? So if you're shipping products all over the world, if you're shipping, you know, across the street even, you know, encourage people to post reviews, to post videos of them, you know, with your product, wearing your product, encourage people to tag you on social media, you know, all that's going to do is that's going to bring additional people to your business to figure out what you're all about. And then when you get people there to your website, to your social media platforms, to whatever it is, you know, then if you have a really compelling story, if you have a really great video that speaks to the heart and the core and the understanding of your brand, I mean, that's, that's a slam dunk in my opinion, Bonnie. Thank you very much. Lorraine, I'm going to go around to you, but you know what? I think instead of the prediction, because we already know from the quote I gave at the beginning that video is going to be consuming, it's going to be basically populating 80 to 85 percent of the content we see on the internet by 2019. That's not that far away, kids. Uh, Let's each of you please give a video marketing or video production tip a couple of them instead of predictions Lorraine is that okay with you I think that'd be a better use of our predictions time yeah um sure sure um okay so you're up first Lorraine and I've give you I'm going to give you 60 seconds let's see how many tips you can pack into 60 seconds and we'll go around the table Lorraine it's not predictions time it's thinking cap time what should the listeners need to know you recommend for making great videos check your environment so just know that uh, people can see behind you <laughs> and make sure there's nothing that you wouldn't want anybody not to see. Um, check the noise level. Um, it, little things like dogs squeaking a toy pick up on video. Um, and I would also say check the lighting. The example you gave earlier is mm-hmm. pretty key. So, And those are simple things you can do, and there are simple um, uh I would say devices you could even get on Amazon and that we recommend that that would help you. So those are my three things, lighting, noise, and background. Perfect. Oh, thank you very much. John Clifford in Ireland. John, what are your tips for the audience? Thanks, Bonnie. Uh, Tip number one, uh, remember that there's a whole generation out there who consumed nothing but video. Uh, Tip number two, people that you have in the video, they're always going to be core. And tip number three, know your audience. Thank you. We may even have time. These are, Lorraine, these are so much shorter than the predictions usually are. We may have extra time for one more from each of you. So get ready. Ryan Sonnenberg, what are your tips for the audience on video marketing, video content creation, quality? Sure. So my big thing, and my apologies, there's a little bit of background noise. That's okay. We can hear you fine. That's um, okay. Perfect. So number one for me is storyboard, storyboard, storyboard. <laughs> I think that's, that's the biggest thing that a lot of people don't think about is they don't think about at the very end, what is that message that you want to get across and move backward from that? So tell the story, but understand at the very, very end what message you want to convey and then work backward from that. And then other things too, I mean, Lorraine talked about lighting. That's really, really important. 
if you don't have great lighting, just go outside. Um, go outside, be in nature. Um, even if your business is pretty much an indoor thing, just something that encompasses your environment. And then probably number three is, you know, don't hire people to be your spokespeople. Hire people that fully understand and really take part of your brand. Um, a lot of times we call that being an influencer, being, you know, a, a video influencer. But, you know, find people that love your product and invite them to be your spokespeople. A lot of the time they'll do it for you and they'll do it for free, which is usually a benefit too. All I can say is, wow, great tips from the three of you. And we are just about out of time. Lorraine, just quickly tell me what's coming up next on your series. We have a few more shows to go before the end of the year. And I certainly hope you're coming back next year because this is great stuff. Lorraine, Maurice, what kind of topics are going to be covering the rest of the year? You know, I think we're going to be covering topics like the importance of, you know, developing net new customers and how to do that using uh, digital marketing. I think we're going to be talking a little bit about more about um, search engine optimization and the importance. And, and then measurement. How do you tell whether something's working or not? And I find these delightful. They're a good opportunity for us to, to work with um, small and medium customers and, and to share different, you know, expertise that the different panelists bring to the table. So thank you for having us. It's delightful. Well, I'm I'm thrilled. This was a great conversation. So I'm going to say thank you so much to Lorraine Maurice. Always happy to have you jump in on a panel. Lorraine, you're so articulate, passionate, and knowledgeable. I still think you should be on every one of the shows in your series. You just add so much. So thank you very much for your willingness to jump in at last minute when we had a cancellation. John Clifford at Gowdy, it has been just delightful getting to know you. And, John, just keep doing what you do and being who you are. You were a terrific panelist. Ryan Sonnenberg, long time. We should have had you on the panel a long time ago. Glad to finally get you here. And I can't thank you enough, Ryan, for taking the time out of the conference in a busy place at a place where you need to be right now, taking the time to join us for an hour on live radio it means a lot to us and we appreciate you shout out to Aaron and the business channel team Aaron was very very sick the past two days and he is better and he's so committed Lorraine he worked through a terrible cold just to to uh, produce one of my shows yesterday so Aaron Aaron is a hero so I just want to say to all of you here's my shout my shout out my call to action fasten your seatbelt what are you waiting for go out and make great video content marketing today and in the meantime go out and be a game changer just like Lorraine Maurice at SAP, just like John Clifford at Gowdy, and just like Ryan Sonnenberg at SAP. Bonnie D. Graham signing off. For those of you in the U.S., wishing you a great Labor Day week next week. We'll be back live the week after. Bye-bye. Thanks again for tuning in to Think Big, Work Small with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. To keep the conversation going, Tweet your questions and comments to Twitter hashtag SAPRADIO. Please join host Bonnie D. Graham again Thursdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Business Channel. We wish you a positively game-changing week.